This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome to the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. David, it's great to be with you. We were just talking gardening and uh, the nightmare that was 2016. It's not been good, has it? I, I think it's the election year effect on the garden. <laughs> I got tired I, of hearing all this stuff. You, you know what it is? You, you remember Ghostbusters from the, the original one, right, from mm-hmm. 25 years ago? All that negative energy. Yeah. I think that's what it is. It's all that negative campaign energy. just sucks the life out of gardens. I think that's what it is. I don't, you know, I've got several friends that garden, and, and nobody's having a, a good year. It's not really it's a good year. I think the weather's been a little weird. I mean, the, the rain has been inconsistent at best. Yeah. And if you haven't been watering regularly... And I lost at least one of my trees because of the, one of my fruit trees because of the watering. So it's been it's been a tough year for that. I uh, hopefully uh, next year uh, once we get the negative energy of the campaign season over with, we can uh, plan better. No, you're just you're just quoting the farmer's creed. Is that what it is? Next, next year. year. <laughs> that's why you learn that's. You learn that coming out of the womb, that that's the first thing you tell the banker next year. Next year would be a good year. That, that is going to be a good year for us. I, uh, so, I mean, for me, it's not been that great. I have been gone for the last couple of weeks, Dave. I know you've missed me. I have. Uh, I have. Uh, I've been, I was out uh, one week fishing. I went to Alaska on a fishing trip and came back with 150 pounds of salmon and halibut and uh, some rockfish and uh, yellowtail. Uh, and um, and uh, the, the salmon is uh, both coho and king. We were able to get some king salmon this year. Big butt salmon. Mm-hmm. I had never been fishing in the open ocean before. I didn't realize that uh, halibut are like the ocean's catfish. They live in the bottom, eat all the junk. Huh. Um, and you fish for them in deep water. So we were fishing for them in about 800 feet of water. Nothing like hauling a 100-pound catfish up 800 feet uh, as they fight you all the way up. <laughs> How, how tangled do your lines get and stuff like that? No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, the boat's constantly moving. It's trolling. The, you know, the boat's moving a little, just you know, a knot or two at a time. So the lines all trail behind, and we had no no many, issues at all. How many were? There was four on the boat. So yeah. uh, we were salmon fishing. There was only there was only three lines in. We were we were halibut fishing. There were six lines in. Um, but those tend to hang, you know, pretty straight and not not really be a problem. Uh, so that wasn't an issue at all. But hauling that that fish up, and then they go, oh, wrong size. How long does it take? Oh, it's like twelve, fifteen minutes to haul that thing up because you you row, and, you know, and they fight and they go and they take line, and it, and then of course if they're the wrong size, you got to throw it back. So we threw back about half of our halibut because hmm. it was too big. Wow. You know, anything over forty pounds, you had to throw back. Huh. You could keep it over 100. So any between 41 and 99, you had to throw it back. Over 100, you could keep it, but they don't really want you to keep it. They want you to throw those big ones back because uh, they're breeding stock. So that you, you keep the ones that are anywhere from 20 to 40 pounds. Still, those are so a hassle to bring on up. Anything go to the taxidermist? No, no. There was no. This is, we eat all of this stuff. It's, uh, what's great about it is you bring the salmon in, and he guts it there and cleans it on the boat, and they fillet it back at the lodge. But the other stuff you catch, all the halibut, all the whitefish, they they fillet right there on the boat as you're as you're walking off. And wow. when you uh, get back to the lodge, they flash freeze that and put it in boxes, and off you come on the way home. So now did it fly back on the plane with, with you? Me, or did yeah. you ship it uh-huh. with me? Uh, you could take three boxes back. So we took three full boxes back, 50 pounds each. It was uh, uh, it was funny because the, the sit- in sit- we were in Sitka. Uh, they're professionals at this. I mean, they have they have the ice the ice uh, coolers at the airport. Not that you really needed very much at the airport there. But uh, I was worried because I got to Atlanta eight hours later, 
and where are my boxes? And I'm checking my app. The boxes have arrived. Where are they? So I go search. Oh, we sent them to the cargo terminal. They're marked as luggage. Why would you send them to the cargo terminal? Oh, we'll bring them back. Well, I'll go get them. No, no, it'll take you an hour to go get them and bring them back. And it's like an hour after I, after I landed, the boxes are finally up. The good news, I got home. They were all still basically frozen still. So, so they, they, okay. So that's in there. Well, would they have, should they have come out on the. They should have come out the conveyor belts. Conveyor yeah. belts? Mm-hmm. Wow. Huh. Boxes are all sealed up, big white boxes, uh, yeah. luggage size, uh, uh, all sealed with, I mean, uh, they don't put ice in the boxes, but they the way they pack them is the fish itself are basically ice, and then they cover it with space blankets or whatever, and you get home and everything's good. So, Well, neat. So I've already eaten some of the salmon and some of the halibut. Some of the rockfish was unbelievably delicious. Now we, a friend, another friend had, had gone fishing and brought about salmon and my wife is uh, does not like any bones at all oh yeah well and you gotta be careful this is not professionally filleted fish so you gotta be careful with the bone they, they do them bam right quick bing bang boom because they're doing thousands of pounds at a time yeah. it's not like going to Costco and they pick out all the freaking bones that's not how it works <laughs> so you gotta be careful eating yeah. these fish they're in there. The good news with the salmon is all the salmon bones are big. It's not like you're going to miss a salmon bone. Yeah. But the other bones can be can be kind of fine. Uh, but, David, while I was gone, it was really terrible because I was up in Alaska when uh, um, uh, Trump decided to announce that he was going to Mexico. Uh, and then uh, then apparently was in Mexico last, uh, was it last Tuesday or last Wednesday when he went down? So we would have missed the show Wednesday. Uh, invited by the president of Mexico, who invited both Hillary and Donald. And you knew Hillary said, no, I'm not going. Um, and so Trump went down there, left the U.S. press corps behind. <laughs> Didn't bring the press corps. Because you know, the, although now the press travel on Hillary's plane, they do not travel on Trump's plane. He has a separate plane because his plane's not configured for press. It's configured for rich people. Um, and uh, so he didn't bring the American press with him. And he apparently uh, forgot that he was going to build a wall uh, when he was talking to the Mexican president. Who, by the way, David, do you know who has worse numbers uh, negative-wise than Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump? <laughs> the president of Mexico. Uh, Peña Nieto. Peña Nieto's approval rating is somewhere around 22 to 21 percent. So both Hillary and the Donald are more popular than the Mexican president. Uh, and his numbers have gone down dramatically since he invited Donald Trump down. He has taken massive negative hits down there um, because of it. And, and good for him. So he invites Donald Trump down. And Donald... Uh, Says apparently lying afterwards. Oh, I knew we did, the wall didn't come up because the Mexican president said, "Well, in fact, it did come up." And I told him we weren't going to pay for it. Now, it, it, either one of them is lying. Um, maybe both of them are lying for all we know. But certainly one of them is lying about that. I, I suspect that Donald's lying about that. Uh, and I, I think that um, he just didn't have the guts to push his issue there. But I will tell you this, David. Trump did, in fact, finally put up a detailed immigration plan. Remember, he, that night he went to Mexico. That night, he goes to Arizona, which in Spanish, of course, means the dry place, in case you didn't know that, Arizona, the dry place. Uh, and uh, he uh, then begins a complete meat and potatoes, anti-legal and illegal immigration Vomitron uh, on the American people. So after 
playing nice with the Mexican president, kind of being a little bit of a coward on his wall, um, he said this uh, as part of his plan. Do you have the tape for this? Oh, Dave, you don't have tape here. We need to get tape in here uh, of Donald's speech. But he said something to the effect of this. You know who's going to build that wall? Mexico. They don't know it yet. And the reason they don't know it is he didn't bring it up when he met with them. Um, so here's Donald. He has a, a apparently... Near as we can tell, a ten-point plan with a uh, based upon three core principles. This is from DonaldJTrump.com. Do you know why it's not from DonaldTrump.com? Because he doesn't own that website. And if you go to DonaldTrump.com, it reroutes to a pro-immigration website. Uh, oops, forgot to get that. So DonaldJTrump.com. You can go to Donald's. Um, uh, a Make America Great Again website. Immigration reform that will make America great again. Now, I will tell you before we start here, Dave, we're going to have multiple segments today. Uh, but uh, each part of this plan comes directly from the anti-legal immigration websites of Numbers USA, FAIR, um, uh, Concerned Citizens for America. Oh, by the way, you heard that Phyllis Shafley died yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, and I, th- I think at one point she said something to the effect that we would never have a woman president overhead dead body. So, I'm mean, just saying, there's timing is really ironic there. Um, so, here are the three core principles. Quote, when politicians talk about immigration reform, they mean amnesty, cheap labor, and open borders. It's interesting. I've actually uh, never heard a politician talk about amnesty, cheap labor, and open borders, but that's okay because truth is irrelevant in the in the Trump world. Truth is a very irrelevant thing. Uh, he himself has even said that uh, you know lying is important to get things done, uh, just like buying politicians like the Attorney General of Florida so she won't indict him. All those things are really, really important. Uh, so lying is key. The Schumer Rubio immigration bill. Like he's still digging it to Marco Rubio. You're like he's just not giving him a Marco Rubio. A guy he absolutely needs to win the Florida Senate race. He needs Rubio to win the Florida Senate race if Trump has any hope as president to get anything done in Congress. So I'm surprised he called it the Schumer Rubio bill um, instead of just the Schumer or the Democratic immigration bill was nothing more than a giveaway to the corporate patrons who run both parties. Now, I will tell you this, David. A part of that is true. There were clearly corporate patrons that were part of the Schumer-Rubia bill. These are the corporate patrons selling weaponry to the Border Patrol as part of a $40 billion add-on to the Schumer-Rubio bill before it would get two extra votes, Manchin and other, and other Republicans vote, to pass the Senate with 63 instead of 61 votes. So he is right. A part of that was clearly a corporate buy-in, but it was from the military-industrial complex, not from any place else. So further quoting, real immigration reform, this one of the things you can do as a politician is you can frame words. So when you say real immigration reform, puts the needs of working people first, not wealthy, globe-trotting donors. Now, David, you and I have done the show for a long time. Haven't I frequently said that immigration reform must work for the United States? It must work economically. I mean, if you talk about this, why immigration reform can work economically for the United States. If we don't have an immigration system that works economically for the United States, why do we have an immigration system? 
You and I both talked about that in, ad nauseum. So on that, we agree. The immigration must work economically for the United States. Um, here they say must put the needs of working people first. Who are the working people? What are they? Are they the ones that are going to pick the cotton? Uh, I guess you don't pick cotton anymore. The cotton gins do that. Uh, are they going to pick the fruit? Are they going to plant the vegetables? Are that that's or they're the ones plucking chickens? Are they the ones cutting beef? Are they the ones making carpet? Are they the ones working as uh, housemaids and house cleaners? Are they the ones working in the fields? Are they the ones working in crap jobs around America and restaurants? Who are the working people he's talking about? Uh, I was um, working with a, a, a company a couple of days ago, a restaurant, and um, they were uh, in the middle of auditing their records uh, and discovered that they had multiple people who had presented fake documents. And uh, they were in the process of letting these people go, and their concern was they wouldn't be able to replace them. And guess what, David? A week later, they had to let go of 90 people they haven't even got 90 applications. They, they, these are jobs that pay around 10 to 12 bucks an hour. Nothing. Nobody applying. So the working people that Donald Trump is talking about, where are they? Here's, here's the bigger problem. You and I have talked about this on a number of shows before. We have, a, we have a geographic mismatch, don't we, in the United States? We have places where there are jobs but aren't people and places where there are people but there aren't jobs. And that, that's a bigger problem than immigration in the United States. Let's take our first break here on the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. Lawyer Liz. Join me each week as we discuss drones, the Internet of Things, and all the technology in between. It's Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz, Wednesdays at 2. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome back to the America's Web Radio. We were talking just a few minutes ago about the economics of immigration. So putting the needs of working people first, where are the working people? Where are they? I mean, David, you had trouble finding somebody to work at your company here, uh, and which is a good-paying job. Where are they? There's a now that wasn't true five or six years ago, was it? There was people applying for jobs. It's really strange today. We hear this number, David, about the true unemployment rate, and if you read Drudge, uh, there's 93 million unemployed people in America. Now, I don't know how that's actually possible. That'd be a third, basically. I mean, I don't. I mean, because there's 300 million people in America. There's 157 million that work, 
which account, if there's 93 million more that don't work, that doesn't account for all the kids and the old people who are retired. So that I think that number is completely just literally made up. No doubt there's a higher unemployment rate than 5%, but that's always been the case. There's always the under, underemployed. So here's what they said. You know, here, the first lie, we are the only country in the world whose immigration system puts the needs of other nations ahead of our own. That is just a flat-out lie. Just It's just a lie. It's not true. Next, that must change. Here are the three corporate. So they're in t- the three core principles of immigration reform are based on a complete lie. The lie being that we are the only country in the world whose immigration system puts the needs of other countries ahead of our own. And actually, that's a multiple lie. Because one... It's the lie itself. We're the only country. It's not true, but it's premise on the lie that we actually put the needs of other nations ahead of our own. We don't do that. Immigration actually feeds the development and growth of the United States. So, actually, David, I have heard complaints from other countries that America puts their needs first, our needs first, by stealing the best talent of other countries. So Donald's premise is literally based on a lie. That's okay, because this entire plan is based on a lie, multiple lies and multiple misinformation. So here are their three core principles. A nation without borders is not a nation. Well, first of all, that doesn't even make polemic sense. A nation, by definition, has borders. All right, We all have borders. We have, in the United States, we have two principal borders besides the oceans on each side of us. We have our border with Canada... And we have our border with Mexico. So we only border two countries. So his conclusion from that, there must be a wall across the southern border. David, why isn't there a wall across the northern border? Too cold to build. It's too cold to build it. (laughs) Uh, I read something fascinating, by the way, about the southern border recently. Um, We talked several weeks ago about John Oliver's little piece on, on the border, which really... If you've got 20 minutes of your life you want to spend watching something very, very funny, you should watch that. Uh, but this actually came out of a serious piece. Okay, let's say Donald wants to build a wall. And let's say Congress decides to allocate him the $50 billion it would cost to build the wall. There's actually a bigger problem. There isn't enough free, available equipment in America to build the wall. There isn't enough dump trucks. Uh, cement trucks, employees, to actually build the wall that Donald is talking about. It does. We don't have them available. Now, if you stopped virtually every large construction project in the country and put it on the border, you'd have enough. But that's not how America works. Somebody's going to abandon those projects for the border. So even if he wanted to build the wall, even if Congress allocated money to build the wall, there literally isn't the equipment Unless, David, there is a bigger less. You got Mexico to build the wall for you. <laughs> and you hired them to do it. So the irony there isn't lost on anybody. So you must build it across the southern border, which, of course, is just in and of itself a racist statement. Because um, the only border... Well, it's a national security issue. If it's a national security issue, why aren't we building a wall across the only border in which we've actually caught terrorists coming in the country? Canada. Hmm? Hmm? Why don't we do that? Well... Because that would not be polite, and Canadians are nice. Two, a nation without laws is not a nation. Polemically, again, that's just a stupid... It's like a third grader wrote this. Of course we have laws. 
But we also have good laws and we have bad laws. We have laws that make sense and laws that don't make sense. We have an immigration system designed in 1952 and last substantially updated in 1990 and 1996. So we're now in the 21st century and our laws don't comport with society that we live in. We need different laws for the new age. Here's a quote. Laws passed in accordance with our constitution must be enforced. Okay. I get that. We should enforce our laws. Even the bad laws. We should enforce the bad laws. David, have you been arrested recently? No. Could you have been arrested recently? Is there a law you may have broken? Even unwittingly, because you know ignorance is not a defense. No idea. I mean, possibly, right? There's a law you could have broken. It's quite possible. There's a law I could have broken. Every day we get up, could be we could break a law. It could be out there. I mean, I'm not talking about bad law. I'm just saying just, just a little tiny law. Just a, just a little tiny law. That, that, that tax deduction that you took, that you know, for that lunch, it really wasn't a, really a business lunch. It was more a pleasure lunch. But you took it anyway. Then you broke the law. Dude. You didn't go to prison. You're an illegal, you're an illegal American. You just did that. Uh, you're just jealous because I came from Texas. <laughs> you're an illegal Texan. Number three, the third principle, core principle, core a nation does not serve its own citizens is not a nation. Okay? I agree with that. Any immigration plan must improve jobs, wages, and security for Americans, which is exactly what our current immigration system currently does do, but could do so much better if it was revamped for the 21st century. It's quite clear that immigration to the United States, economically speaking, improves the jobs wages, and security for all Americans. What it, who it does not help, David, though, are the paranoid tinfoil hat people. For those people, I'm sorry, immigration is a bad thing, but unfortunately for Donald, that's who apparently wrote his plan. So, item one. Item one on the Trump, DonaldJTrump.com website. Number one, David, can you guess what number one is on his whole immigration plan? The most important thing is Make Mexico pay for the wall. Make Mexico pay for the wall. Make Mexico pay for the wall. This is not Mexico will pay for the wall. We're going to make them pay for the wall. Quote, for many years, Mexico's leaders have been taking advantage of the U.S. by using illegal immigration to export the crime and poverty in their own country as well as in other Latin American countries, apparently. So Mexico is working with other Latin American countries to export crime. Clearly, he hasn't been in... Maybe must be really... David, think about this. Mexico must be incompetent at this because their country is rife with crime. And if they were really exporting crime, they wouldn't have any, right? I mean, again, it's the, the, the stupidity of Donald Trump's statements boggle the human mind. Um, they have even published pamphlets on how to illegally immigrate to the United States. Now, David, that is true. They have published pamphlets for migrants about how not to die in the desert. They, in fact, actually have done that. Probably protected our system. Now, that those were last done many about a decade ago, but they were there. I agree with that. That that was probably not the best thing to do for Mexico, but they did it to save people's lives. The costs for the United States have been extraordinary. The U.S. taxpayer has been asked to pick up hundreds of billions of dollars in health care costs, housing costs, education costs, welfare costs, 
etc., whatever that means. Indeed, the annual cost of free tax credits alone paid to immigrants quadrupled to $4.2 billion in 2011. The effects on job seekers have also been disastrous, and black Americans have been particularly harmed. There is so much untruth in there that it's hard to unwrap it. Um, because what they do is they look at what Trump does here, and he gets these numbers, by the way, from Numbers USA. These are the anti-immigration people, uh, Center for Immigration Studies. There's no attempt here by Trump to be anything other than who I wrote about him being months ago when he brought Jeff Sessions on is the modern-day uh, uh, father. Oh, my gosh. Now I forgot to get the dude's name from the 30s. Oh, my gosh, David. It'll come to me. The anti-immigration uh, monger uh, of, of, of the 20s and 30s. Uh, so, health care costs. All right. What health care costs do, do, do immigrants have to America? Illegal immigrants have to America. The, do you know what those are? It's the emergency room. Why? Because we bar undocumented immigrants from buying health care. Now, if undocumented could buy health care... What would happen? Costs would go down. But we need to cut off our nose to make sure our face looks better. Next, housing costs. Housing costs. Housing costs. Undocumented immigrants cannot live in public housing. They cannot. Unsure where Donald's getting that number, but whatever. Facts are irrelevant. Education costs. All right, David, here it goes. So... Undocumented immigrants come here. They bring their kids. Sometimes they even have they have actually have sex in America and have kids here. Um, and those kids go to school by order of the Supreme Court in a take case out of Texas called Plyler versus Doe, equal education regardless of your immigration status. So, how are schools paid for in America, David? How do you, how do we pay for our schools here in Fulton County? Do you know? Get it every year. Taxes. Property taxes, right? So if you own a house, you rent an apartment, you're paying property taxes. So yeah, schools have to be built, but taxes are paid to pay for that. So it's not costing the American taxpayer anything. This is being paid for by their own people paying taxes on the places they live. All right, Welfare costs, that is literally a lie because Bill Clinton signed a bill barring illegal immigrants from getting welfare. So it's zero. Welfare costs are zero. This is all part of the facts that Donald Trump threw out there that are literally based in a lie. Just literally based in a lie. Then he says, et cetera, whatever et cetera means. Um, Tax credits. Now, if undocumented immigrants are getting tax credits today, David, whose fault is that? The illegal immigrants' fault? Or the IRS? These are the same people that want to get rid of the IRS and that won't fund the IRS to do audits. If undocumented immigrants are getting tax credits because they have U.S. citizen children, that's actually legal if their kids are U.S. citizens. Now, you want to change? That's easy to fix. If they've got a problem, get Congress to fix it. But Congress can't act on anything because that require brains and leadership, both of which are faulty uh, in Congress. Uh, the effects on job seekers have been disastrous. What, again, we go back to your, your need. I have a need here at the station to hire somebody. I can't get anybody to even apply for their job. I have a need at my company to hire a paralegal. I can't even get 
a decent resume from anybody. Um, no, that's not true for lawyers, by the way. If I want a lawyer, i got a bag of people coming out the door because there's way too many lawyers in America. Uh, but job seekers for difficult jobs, restaurants, meatpacking plants, um, uh, carpet mills, chicken processing companies. Americans aren't lining up for those jobs, even at $10, $12, $14 an hour. Why? Because they stink. They're terrible. They're awful jobs. But somebody's got to do them. The impact, now here's what's it. The impact in terms of crime has been tragic. Again, a lie. Yes, there are, ins- there are clearly incidents where illegal immigrants have committed a crime in the United States that has hurt an American citizen. But David, here's my question. What about the illegal immigrants that have saved American lives? Why don't we talk about them? If they hadn't been here, that person would be dead. So there, there, there is a yin for every yang. Let's take our next break here on the immigration era. Only one of the ten pieces through the Donald Trump plan on the immigration era on America's Web Radio. Si usted ha casado con un ciudadano, o tiene problemas con inmigración, o tiene una oferta de trabajo, llama a los abogados de Cook Immigration Partners. Somos en su lado. Con más de 100 años de experiencia en la ley de inmigración, conocemos la ley y sabemos cómo ayudarle. Llámanos hoy a las 404-816-8611, a las 404-816-8611, o visítenos al www.immigration.net. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. America's Voice for Energy only on America's Web Radio. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200, or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. This is America's AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome back to the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. Just a, a note, I didn't realize this till yesterday, uh, Reince Priebus uh, is the chair of the, of the RNC, and uh, he apparently wants to run for re-election again, and you know who's running against him to run against him. Carly Fiorina, the failed presidential candidate and failed chief executive of HP. Um, and uh, I think that would be good. I think that would be good to have her as chair of the RNC. Um, maybe she could whip them into shape. Maybe she could figure out how the party's falling apart. Uh, you know who she's not campaigning for, oddly enough? Donald J. Trump. Maybe because he called her a dog face or something like that at some point. Maybe, maybe, those, maybe those lingering... There's lingering harm there from him. All right. So um, we talked about, um, get this, in 2011, the GEO found there were shocking 
Three million arrests attached to incarcerated alien population, including tens of thousands of violent beatings, rapes, and murders. What it doesn't tell you is that of those three million arrests, 2.7 million were people arrested for immigration violations. Uh, again, just not true. Meanwhile, Mexico continues to make billions on not only our bad trade deals, but also relies heavily on the billions of dollars in remittances sent from illegal immigrants back to Mexico, $22 billion in 2013 alone. Yeah, that, that definitely happens. There's no doubt remittances are going back, which are completely legal to do. Uh, in short, the Mexican government has taken the U.S. to the cleaners. They are responsible for this problem. They must pay to clean up. And what exactly did Donald Trump talk about with President Peña Nieto of Mexico if it wasn't for this? What are you talking about? Donald Trump showed you is that he's a coward. He's a man coward. Or a baby coward. He afraid to bring up with the the person he holds personally responsible for the destruction of America the issue when he's face to face with them. How's he gonna handle Putin? When Peña Nieto is like a baby doll compared to Putin. How's he gonna Oh I forgot. He's actually Putin's puppet. Trump's actually Putin's puppet. You know, if this election were happening in nineteen eighty eight Trump would be crucified for his connections to Russia. He'd be crucified. We were in the middle of the Cold War still. He'd be crucified. Crucified. You know why we don't see those tax returns, David? Russian money. We're going to see all the Russian money that's he's, that, he's in, that he's involved with. We're never going to see his tax returns, by the way. And here's my great question, David, about Trump's tax returns. How many years are under audit? Do you know? I don't know. Why don't you give us the ones that aren't under audit? Why don't you match Hillary's for his... Okay, you don't want to give us all the ones? Fine. Give us all the rest. Give us the same number Hillary's given us. Why won't he do that? I Russian the same money. same reason did. she won't give up her medical records. She gave up her medical records. For God's sakes, David, how much medical records do you want? What has Trump given you in medical records? A, a letter from the crazy doctor who wrote it in five minutes? David, if you want, if you want, you want to talk apples to apples, that's not apples to apples. Let Trump lease his medical, any medical record whatsoever. I mean, the guy clearly is, is grossly overweight. He eats crap all day long. Probably going to have a heart attack next year. Or he's going to die of skin poisoning from all that orange crap he puts on himself. Um, match the tax records. Match the tax records. All right, let's go back to the tax. Let's go back here to, uh, to this. I'm not defending Hillary, okay? I'm just saying you can't ask something for her and not ask her for him. It's the same thing. Um... And he goes on. The cost of building a permanent border wall pairs mightily in comparison to what American taxpayers spend every single year on dealing with the fall. That's just not true. That's just not true. Mexico must pay for the wall until they do. The U.S. will impound. Oh, oh, here's his plan. We will impound all remittance payments derived from illegal wages, increase fees on all temporary visas issued to Mexican CEOs and diplomats, and if necessary, cancel them. Increase fees on all border crossing cards, of which we issue about a million a year, a major source of visa overstays, not true. Increase fees on all NAFTA worker visas from Mexico, another major source of overstays, also not true. And increase fees at ports of entry from Mexico. We will not be taking advantage of it. So basically, he is declaring an economic war on Mexico in his platform. An economic war on Mexico 
in the Republican platform for the presidency of the United States, our second or third largest trading partner, we're declaring war, a trade war on you. I don't even know how to explain that, David. That's that's just, um, that is so Jeff Sessions. That is so Chris Kobach. That is so Mark Krikorian. That is so Numbers USA. A literal trade war on uh, uh, on Mexico. This is um, this is wow, David. That's I flabbergasting, flabbergasting. Next item, the so number two. Defend the laws and the Constitution of the United States of America. America will only be great as long as America remains a nation of laws that lives according to the Constitution. Okay, blah, 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 blah. No one is above the law. The following steps will return to the American people the safety of their laws, which politicians have taken from them. Okay, first, David, this is, this is 2A. Triple... The number of ICE officers. As the president of the ICE Officers Council, who's an anti-immigration jarhead, only approximately 5,000 officers and agents within ICE perform the lion's share of ICE's immigration mission, which is what? The interior enforcement of the immigration service. Okay, five officers, 50 states... Tend to enforce laws against 11 million illegal aliens ready to nates. Since 9-11, the Border Patrol has tripled in size, while ICE's immigration enforcement arm has remained relatively the same. This will be funded by accepting the recommendation of the Inspector General for Tax Administration and limiting tax credits to illegal immigrants. Okay. You want to triple numbers? Good luck. Good luck. Find- David, you can't find people to work at a radio station. How many ICE officers are they going to be able to find? This should be fun. 2B, nationwide e-verify. This simple measure will protect jobs for unemployed Americans. You know, that's a really good thing about e-verify is that it effectively works to stop Americans from fulfilling their jobs because they don't have the documentation necessary to prove who they are. That's okay. You want to do – I mean, I don't really care about nationwide. You want to do nationwide e-verify? Whatever. I, don't, I, I think it's a joke as a system until we have a national ID. Once you have a national ID, then you can do nationwide e-verify and we're just fine. So Donald Trump is for basically a national ID program. All right? That's good. Um, let's see. I mean, really, if you're for I – mean, I think it needs to be out there that he supports a national ID program because that's what nationwide e-verify is. Three, 2B, 2C, sorry. Mandatory return of all criminal aliens. The Obama administration has released 76,000 aliens from its custody with criminal convictions since 2013 alone. All criminal aliens must return to their home countries, a process which can be aided by canceling any visas to foreign countries which will not accept their own criminals and make it a separate and additional crime to commit an offense while here illegally. David, what he's talking about here are people that are from countries like Cuba that will not take their citizens back, or Israel, uh, who will not take some Palestinians back, or... um, uh, Myanmar, who won't take their citizens back, or Vietnam, who won't take their citizens back. There are 76,000 of these people in the United States. Think about this, David. We have 320 million people in America, and we're concerned about these 76,000. Um, I agree. They should be deported. Um, the question is, do you really want to start a visa war over this? That's really the question. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. Donald Trump clearly does. Detention, not catch release. Illegal aliens operating across the border must be detained until they are sent home. No more catch and release. 
Okay. So the question then becomes, David, where, where, where are you getting the money to do that? And there is this thing. What do they call it, David? Oh, crap, I forget. Oh, yeah, the Constitution. That prohibits you from doing this, at least to a certain extent. Um, so uh, you can detain everybody who crosses the border, and they're, they're trying to do that now, but the reality is everybody that crosses the border that seeks asylum is entitled, because of a treaty we signed, to a hearing in immigration court uh, to be, and, 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 to, and to have the hearing in front of that judge. And until you handle hire more judges, and we're talking about double or tripling number of judges, which are going to be physically impossible, they can't even keep up the judges they have, you've got a serious problem. Next, defund sanctuary cities. David, I've been meaning to ask you this. Because I asked this on my Facebook page and nobody had the courage to respond. What exactly is a sanctuary city? I guess it's a city government that turns its back on uh, the laws and lets anybody. But, but 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 how? I mean, that's the how. I guess the uh, through the city council or whatever uh, says uh, tells the uh, police department the whoever that. Uh, Look the other way on immigration violations. Mm-hmm. So, so they, what? The, what? The, what? This is. I think your position is, and I think. I think this. I think that's probably a, the better definition I've heard. A sanctuary city is one where the police department has been ordered to either by the mayor, or city council, or by the police chief himself, not to ask immigration questions, and take that to the next level. If immigration asks for a hold on somebody, not to honor that hold unless. That person's actually convicted of a deportable offense, so that makes it a criminal. That makes it a sanctuary city. But here's a problem, David, that some of these cities have. Did you know that at least five federal courts have held that it is unconstitutional for a city to hold someone on an immigration detainer, and if they do that, they are liable for the costs of illegal detention. So. Many of these, quote, sanctuary cities are in sanctuary cities because they love undocumented immigrants. They're that way because they don't want to get sued in federal court and lose. So, again, until there is a, a, you know, again, Trump talks about sanctuary cities but doesn't give you the information you need to make an intelligent choice. And I'll give you an example. City of Atlanta honors immigration holds, as does Fulton County, if the person's been convicted of a crime, if they're picked up by by the city for a crime. But if they haven't been convicted, the city releases them. Now think about this, David. The Atlanta City Detention Center is right next door to ICE, literally. So what is keeping ICE from literally showing up every morning, checking the rolls, and picking people up as they walk out the door? Nothing. Bodies, I guess. Well, maybe there just aren't that many people. So this whole sanctuary city, this is, this is one of those red herrings. Oh, it sounds terrible. They're, they're, they're sanctuary cities, as if sanctuary is a terrible thing, uh, when in reality the, the problem isn't as bad as people say. Next, enhanced penalties for overstaying a visa. Now, this is interesting, because I've heard this uh, talking point from a number of people recently on the, on the talk show circuit who do not understand immigration law. It is not a crime to overstay a visa. Let me repeat that. It is not a federal crime to overstay a visa. It is a violation of the civil immigration laws, 
but it is not a federal crime. So here's what Trump says on this issue. Millions of people come to the U.S. and temporarily refuse to leave. Well, not millions. I mean, millions now are here, but about a half a million a year. This is the threat to national security. I don't disagree with that. Individuals who refuse to leave at the time their visa expires should be subject to criminal penalties. Okay, criminalize it. This will help give local jurisdictions the power to hold visa overseas when federal authorities arrive, which, of course, they can't do. Completion of a visa tracking system required by law but blocked by lobbyists will be necessary as well. David, how can a law that requires tracking be blocked by lobbyists? You know why? Congress won't fund it. They won't fund the law. Why? We've talked about this before. Several billion dollars to build up our airports and our ports of entry to process exit people instead of just entrance people. Let's take our final break here on the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. Soy Charles Cook, el jefe del grupo de abogados Cook Immigration Partners. Estoy en su lado. Con más de 20 años de experiencia con la ley de inmigración, conozco cómo ayudarle. Sé la ley y sé que alguna gente podemos ayudar. Llámanos hoy a las 404-816-8611. A las 404-816-8611. O visítenos en el internet. www.immigration.net. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules or if you marry a foreign national. Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. This is America's AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome back to the last segment on the Trump Analysis Report on the Immigration uh, Hour on America's Web Radio. David, are we still one of the most listened to podcasts in the known universe? For immigration. For immigration, for sure, for sure. So next thing, cooperate with local gang task force. This is 2D. I should accompany local police departments conducting raids of violent street gangs. I agree. They should. Here's what Chris Kane, the whiner, said. Um, hey, uh, if they claim DACA, we have to let them out. That's not true. That's just simply not true. And that's old news. Today, uh, we know who's got DACA and who doesn't have DACA. They don't have to let them out. And in fact, ICE today actually revokes DACA for anybody who's even arrested for any reason, let alone a crime. So this is simply, we know this is not true. Uh, ICE officers should be required to place standards on every illegal alien they encounter in jails and prisons, since these aliens under violent laws, want to gauge in activities, led to arrests by officers. ICE officers should be required to issue notice to appear to all illegal aliens with criminal convictions, DUI convictions, or a gang affiliation, which they already do. Uh, so this is all basically quotes Chris Kane, one of the leading anti-immigration people in American government. Now, David, here's one that I vehemently disagree with. End birthright citizenship. End birthright citizenship. This remains the biggest magnet for illegal immigration. By a two-to-one margin, voters say it's a wrong policy. 
including Harry Reid, who said no sane country would give automatic citizenship to the children of illegal immigrants. Here's my question, David. By uh, When he says end birthright citizenship, does he mean himself? Because he is a child of an immigrant. Was she legal? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows these? David, I hear people talking about this. I, I mean, I've heard about it. I don't. I can't tell you who, but people talk about these things. Um, ending birthright citizenship is stupid. Birthright citizenship was important to the founders of the country and important for us today. So if Donald wants to change birthright citizenship, he's talking about changing the United States Constitution. Period. End of story. Next, I think this is number three. Put American workers first. All right. How are you going to do that? Uh, trade deals, blah, 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 blah. Then we get to these proposals after a, a whole series of, of, of junk. Um, we need to stop giving legal immigration visa, immigrant visas to people bent on causing us harm. From the 9-11 hijackers, which did, who did not have legal immigrant visas, to, uh, to the Boston bombers, which immigrated through the visa lottery, and many others, our immigration system is being used to attack us. Again, people we developed here. Uh, who said this? The um, president of the Immigration Caseworkers Union, whatever the hell that is, that must be USAS. We become the visa clearing uh, in a statement on that. We become the visa clearinghouse for the world. What? It didn't even make any sense. But again, this is where Trump gets into reducing legal immigration to America, something that seventy-six percent of Americans do not favor. Increase the prevailing wage for H-1Bs. We graduate two times more Americans with STEM degrees each other than find STEM jobs. Yet as much as two-thirds of entry-level hiring for IT jobs with the H-1B program, more than half these programs are lowest. This is simply not true. This is, this is simply not true, these facts. Do you know any IT guys looking for a job, David, out of college? Is there, is there literally a tech, Georgia Tech graduate who doesn't have a job when they graduate in IT? No, there's not. There's just not. I mean, this is simply not true. Requirement to hire Americans. Okay, too many visas like the H-1B have no such requirement. Uh, with 92 million Americans out of the workforce, incomes collapsing, we need companies to hire. Wow, you you would think reading this bull hockey um, that America literally is on the verge of collapse. God, do I want somebody as president of the United States who believes this crap? Is that who I really want as president of the United States? I mean, Trump is a dangerous man who truly believes that America sucks. He believes that. He puts it right here. America sucks. Why do you have to make America great again? Why don't we just keep America great? But no, that wouldn't make sense to him because he thinks America sucks. That's who you vote for when you vote for Donald Trump, the guy who thinks America sucks. Ronald Reagan literally at this moment is rolling over in his grave. This is this guy would Reagan would kick him out of the GOP, or better yet, Reagan would be kicked out of the GOP today. And welfare abuse: applicants for entry to the U.S. should be required to certify they can pay for their own housing, health care, and other needs before coming to the United States. David, you, that actually is the law today. <laughs> that's actually the law today. So, okay, there is no welfare abuse. You want to know why? Because when you come to America, you can't use welfare for five years. You can't. So let's say I immigrate my mom and dad, can't use Medicare for five years. So this is, again, based upon a lie. Lies, 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 lies. 
Jobs program for inner city youth. The J-1 visa jobs program for foreign youth will be terminated and replaced with a resume bank for inner city youth. That's a great idea. Do it. You don't need to limit the J-1 program. Get immigrants, get youth from the inner city out there to do that. I think that's a great idea. But who's going to pay for that? I mean, having a program is one thing. Paying for it's another. And Congress doesn't want to pay for this stuff. Refugee program for American children. Oh, you're going to like this, David. Increased standards for the admission of refugees and asylum seekers to crack down on abuses, which they cannot identify any abuses right now. Use the money saved on expensive refugee programs to help place American children without parents in safer homes and communities. Do you follow that, David? And to improve community safety in high-crime neighborhoods. You know what he's saying here, right? This This is code. We're going to take poor black kids and put them with rich white people. That's what Trump's saying here. This is this is race code, race talk right here, which should come to no surprise to a guy who's a race nationalist and hires race nationalists all around him. Um, wow, that is just like crazy butt stuff. Crazy butt stuff. And then finally, David, as we conclude our program today, immigration moderation. They must have Frank Lutz come in here and teach them to use different words to talk about anti-immigration rhetoric. Before any new green cards are issued to foreign workers abroad, there will be a pause for employers will have to hire from the domestic pool of unemployed immigrant and native workers. So, David, to fill your job here at the station, you would be prohibited from hiring outside the United States. You're not going to let you do it. I don't care what country you think you live in. You can't. You cannot hire the best qualified person. You must hire an unemployed person to do this job. How did as your business owner? How do you react to that? How, how do you react to that? By the way, this rule does not apply to Donald Trump. You know that, right? He just hired to bring in foreign workers from Mar-a-Lago just now. You know why? You know why he said that? We can't find workers to do that work. In, it's very busy in Fort Lauderdale. Very busy. Not enough people. Not enough people work there. Why aren't you bringing inner city youth down? Donald Trump is a hypocrite. He is a racist nationalist, and his immigration program is based upon an entire anti, a discredited anti-immigration agenda put forward by eugenics advocates and anti-population people who have no desire to do anything other than to keep America white. And that's their only concern. They don't care how bad America gets. They do not want to bring in foreign nationals. There will be a pause. This will help reverse women's plummeting workplace participation rates, grow wages, and allow record immigration levels to subside to moderate historical averages. Every piece of that statement is literally a lie. Literally a lie. And yet, where is the press picking this apart? This is literally all a lie. You talk about the mainstream media, they have given Donald Trump a complete pass on his immigration plan, which is the most anti-immigration plan in GOP history since... The know-nothings ran the party in 1856. This is truly 
something that Ronald Reagan would vomit upon reading. This is, wow, is all I can tell you. Wow. Uh, David, as, as we move forward here, as we, I'm going to make, make sure I post a lot of this stuff on my Facebook page. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook at Charles H. Cook, uh, which is my follow page, professional page. Uh, you can also go to Cook Immigration Partners, or you can like my, my, my personal page because I'm out of friends. Uh, you can like that, and I put that stuff up there. But, David, this is stuff that will destroy long-term the GOP. They will destroy it. And the Trump-Pence ticket will go down in infamy, infamous history, as the campaign that destroyed the GOP of Lincoln and Reagan and brought us back to the Dark Ages. People will leave the GOP after this election when Donald Trump loses. Now, David, I could be wrong because I think you said something earlier that was very point on. It's not that people like Trump. They just hate Hillary more. And if he wins the election, it's because the Democrats put up the most flawed candidate in a generation, perhaps since McGovern. Heck, if Kerry was running today, would Kerry beat Trump? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Kerry would beat Trump. If Gore ran today, Gore would beat Trump. Heck, if McGovern ran, he'd probably beat Trump at this point. The most flawed candidate. Now, people say, Chuck, you're not being fair to Hillary. We haven't got to Hillary's problems yet. But that's the reality. It's who you believe is the worst candidate, and you will vote for the opposite person. You vote for the opposite person. David's been a great week. Thank you for having me. We'll be back next week, and we'll, maybe we'll we'll go after Hillary's immigration plan. But I think we did that. Oh, we know we know we did. We did the G, we did the Democratic platform. That's right. We did the GOP and Democratic platforms. Next week we'll do the Hillary plan to see how that compares to Donald Trump's anti-immigration know nothing plan, uh, last rewritten in 1856 uh, by by the Whigs. Until next week, David, you can follow us on Twitter at C. Cook uh, or Imman. Uh, I think we have an uh, at Immigration Hour uh, Twitter account. Also, David, you can be at America's Web Radio. That, is that your Twitter handle, by the way, at America's Web Radio? America's Web Radio. And David's got lots of other good shows on here for you to listen to. None of them as entertaining as mine, and many of them far right, but that's okay. They're good. Uh, and until next week, this is Chuck Cook on the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you.